Carnage after the first round at the players. We have it by the numbers. They're on the golf course as we speak. We'll give you an update. Sergio still leading the way. We are Fairways of Life Worldwide. Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world. The Fairways of Life show. On air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. Unforgettable stories. Taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Seven under par 65 for Sergio to get things started at the first round of the 2021 players. This is from the Associated Press. Interesting story. I'm not sure if you guys were aware of this. Sergio rushed to the first tee. He raced to the finish line, too, at the players. Most importantly, he avoided the kind of wreck that allowed the TPC Sawgrass to live up to its reputation as the course was anything uh, and anywhere at any time in round one. Garcia thought he had plenty. Here's the story. Garcia thought he had plenty of time to get from the range to the 10th tee to start his round. The sun was in his eyes, and when he looked at the clock, he wasn't sure what he saw. He jogged the rest of the way and had one minute to spare. He then fired off a seven under par 65, capped by a birdie, birdie, eagle finish for a two-shot lead over Brian Harmon at the end of round one. It was a solid day that became brilliant over those final three holes. Garcia only had to look next to him to see what kind of damage the stadium course could inflict, even on a pristine day of pleasant sunshine and a mild breeze. Rory McIlroy, the defending champion, opened with a double bogey from the trees. He hit two in the water on the 18th and made a quadruple bogey eight. He wound up with a 79, his worst score since his opening round at Royal Port Rush of the 2019 Open. When darkness brought the first round to a halt, 21 players did not finish. There already were 13 scores of 80 or higher. That included Henrik Stenson, who shot an 85, the highest score ever on the PGA Tour. There were 22 scores of triple bogey or worse. Garcia, and I'm going to go through some numbers with you. Garcia took eight shots to play his final three holes. Benny Ahn took 11 shots on the par 317th hole alone. The Spaniard feels comfortable on a course that causes anxiety for others. We're going to hear from him in just a second. Harmon played in the afternoon. He was hanging around par until he began the back nine with three straight birdies. He shot a 31 on the back nine and wound up with a 67. Open champion Shane Laura took bogey in the final hole. He had a 68 nonetheless. He was tied with Corey Connors and Matt Fitzpatrick, Bryson DeChambeau coming off a victory last week at Bay Hill, had to take a little off his driver on the par 5 16th, and he had a 9-iron left, setting up a birdie-birdie par finish to join the group that shot rounds of 69. The small number of fans by Sawgrass standards saw a little bit of everything. It started early with McElroy. He opened with a 43 on his opening nine. Uh, Stenson hit two in the water on consecutive holes for double bogey and triple bogey. He put two more in the water, including one of 18 balls in the water on the Island Green 17th. Three of those belonged to Kevin Na, who made an eight and then withdrew after signing for an 81. Ian Poulter to 77, sat for lunch with McElroy, Stenson, and Terrell Hatton and posted a video of the fearsome foursome that combined to go 29 over par. Oh, what a bunch of Muppets, Poulter said to that. Ricky Fowler had three double bogeys in his round of 77, leading him in danger of missing the cut and likely missing out on the Dell match play in two weeks. Dom, take a look at the bottom of the leaderboard for me. Let me know what the cut is projected to be right now. Obviously, we're aware that it's very early in the second round. I'm just curious what they're projecting it to be at this hour. Garcia's lone bogey came after perhaps his best shot from the pine straw next to the 
tree left of the first fairway. He hooded an iron that came out low and right to left with enough that it settled some 25 feet away. And then he three-putted. Dom tells his one over par currently. The most remarkable round may have belonged to Hoagie, who managed to get through 18 holes without a bogey. Sebastian Munoz was in four under with one hole to play, that being the 18th. And a shot into the water led to a triple bogey for a 71 for him. He tried to take positives uh, after five birdies, and that's what makes this tournament so tough to predict. There were plenty of birdies available. It just it doesn't take much to erase all of the good work to that. He said, you have a lot of wedges in your hand. The par fives are reachable. So, yeah, we do have a lot more chances than a usual course. But, I mean, danger is around the corner in every hole. End quote. That from Doug Ferguson. Very cool indeed. All right, as to the numbers. As I mentioned to you from that article, Roy McElroy, a seven over par 79 to open. That is his worst career round at the players. That quadruple bogey eight that he had in the 18th hole was particularly bruising. Uh, as you heard, several players failed to even break 80. Phil Mickelson hit 11 of 14 fairways en route to a stress-free one under par 71. The 2007 champion beat Rory McIlroy by eight shots. Tony Finau by seven. He beat his friend Ricky Fowler by six. Norway's Victor Hovland escaped disqualification. He was assessed a two-stroke penalty after signing his scorecard when he was alerted to a ball-marking error from back in his home country, actually, is where, the, where he was noted to. All, all these numbers that I'm about to give you in, in notes you can find at pjtour.com as well. Uh, Steve Stricker jumped, from a, jumped onto a jet from Naples in the morning, being added to field when Justin Rose withdrew at the 11th hour, and he carded an impressive 200 par 70. You're going to hear from Steve talking about that very same thing. So just giving you some notables. Again, Rory 79 was his worst ever round at TPC Sawgrass. It's the worst ever round for a defending champion. Bryson 69, FedEx Cup leader opened with eight under par score in nine rounds at the event. Eight under par scores, plural. Not that he was eight under because he wasn't. Dustin Johnson at a 73, stands tied for 60th. His tie for fifth in 2019 marked his first top 10 in 11 starts at the event. It's a bit of a riddle. Jordan Spieth, with his 70, continue his resurgence for the Texan. He carded just one bogey. He's on the golf course right now. I know Dom is following. Dom, what is going on with Bryson at this hour? What is going on with Jordan as we speak? So they, they both started on the 10th hole. Um, Jordan opened with a bogey. He had uh, about a nine-footer for par, lipped out on the right edge. So he's one over through one right now. And Bryson doubled his first hole, the 10th. He hit it right off the tee into the pine straw and then hacked it out and went left of the green back into the pine straw and ended up with a double there. So he is one under par currently, as is Jordan Spieth. They're both playing the par 5 11th right now. All right, fair enough. We'll continue to keep a watch on what's going on there. Justin Thomas was two over. And he came home strong to get into the red numbers. He had shot a 71. Colin Morikawa also had a 71. Three under through 15. Bogies in 16 and 17 came late. John Rahm had a 72 rebounding after sitting three over through 10 holes. So the leader, Sergio Garcia, with a score of seven under par with a 65. And for Sergio, man, there's just got to be a certain comfort level. He's won there before. Sergio got to be happy at the place. I, I don't know. I just love it. Um, you know, I've always said it. Valderrama and this course are two of my uh, my top favorite ones, and um, for some reason they just 
it just kind of fits my eye. Uh, I I see I see what I want to do uh, pretty much every every hole. Uh, then it's a matter of doing it. But uh, but it uh, it definitely uh, feel more comfortable and uh, and I've done well. So that uh, all those things help. Any similarities between here and Valderrama? A little bit, yeah. I mean, they're, they're different courses, but but you have to drive the ball well. Uh, fairways are not are not massive. Um, greens are not very big, uh, so you have to be accurate with your irons. Uh, it feels like uh, if you're hitting greens, you 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 haven't birdie chances. Uh, you're not you're not like struggling from uh, 50, 60, 70 feet like uh, some of the other courses we play, uh, where the greens are are just humongous. So. Um, so that uh, that obviously uh, kind of suits my the way I like to play, and um, you know, and today I was able to yeah. to do that, uh, hit some good good iron shots, drove the ball nicely, hit some good iron shots, and get myself a lot of a lot of those 15, 15, 12 to twenty footers um, for eagles and, and birdies, and I was able to roll three or four of them, and uh, that that obviously helps. Sergio, on the first hole, Webb and Roy were kind of laughing when you came jogging up. Were, were you just a little bit late, or were you were you running a little bit behind, or were you just? I thought I, I thought I uh, I thought I had plenty of time. Um, obviously, you know, I left the range at uh, 7:35. I was thinking off at 7:40, so I thought I figured you know it's going to take me probably two or three minutes most to, to to get to 10. I don't know if the <laughs> the clock on the on the range was behind or something, but uh, when I when I got to the to the putting green, uh, just like 50 yards short of 10, I kind of looked at it and, and the sun was coming out, so I couldn't see if it was 7:38 or 7:39. So just in case, I, I just took a little stroll, uh, make sure that I got there before it turned to 40. Um, <laughs> but I think I think it was I think it was just just about to turn to 7:39. So I, I actually had a little bit more time that, that I thought. And you've played a lot of golf with Rory. Were you surprised the way he started on the front nine today? Yes, uh, obviously. You know, I mean, I love Rory. Uh, he's he's an amazing player. I've I've been able to to play a lot with him, uh, not only in normal tournaments but in Ryder Cups, and 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 we had a, a good partnership. And um, yes, uh, but this course, it's you know, you, you don't have to be you don't have to be that far off to to get penalized a lot. So. Um, it's it happens, and um, unfortunately, he didn't hit a good tee shot on the first on, on the tenth hole. Um, made double, which is which is never the, the kind of start you want. And then um, just a couple, just just a little bit off, and uh, you know, just miss a couple of birdies. It feels like you you're not making any ground. Uh, you try to force things a little bit, and um, you know, obviously, unfortunately for him, it. it, it him a little bit but uh, you know I, I told him when we finished you know just go out there tomorrow and, and and get them and you never know you know I shot seven under so he can shoot seven under tomorrow and and you know hopefully maybe cut so um, you know we'll we'll see he, he's able to do it thank you how did you play the last two Sergio what club did you hit on eight and how did you play the ninth sorry the last two yeah um, well eight eight was playing tough I thought uh, it was about 226 to the hole, uh, into the wind. Uh, so I hit a really good, solid cut three iron, um, as close as probably you can hit it to that flag uh, on the on the right. So probably about, I would say, 18 feet, uh, 17, 18 feet, just left of the hole. Got a nice read of, of web. It was just outside of me, and uh, I was able to roll it in. Uh, so that was uh, that was really nice. That was a bit of a bonus. And then uh, nine, I hit a nice nice cut drive of the tee. Um, let myself a really nice angle with a five wood, 
from uh, I think it was like 260, 264 I think it was. Um, wind was right to left a little bit down uh, and I was able to hit a, a beautiful hold up five wood just right of the hole. Landed perfect spot to be able to hold the green which is never easy there um, and left myself a, an actual, actually a, a really nice uphill putt pretty much straight maybe mm-hmm. maybe left edge um, and um, you know I was fortunate enough to, to roll it in. Thank you. Are, are you exempt from COVID testing because you had it in the fall? No. no you, you have to take it again? No it, it ran out for me uh, it ran out for me at uh, at Ribera. Okay. Um, that was the first we got to all right, so Sergio feeling good and happy with a seven under par 65 to start. Now, Brian Harmon is on the golf course. I'll have Dom give us an update in the leaderboard in just a second. More of these numbers to throw at you. I didn't want to just throw a block of numbers before you heard from the, the leaders. The, there was only one bogey-free round. You may have heard in our opening story. Tom Hoagie's three under par. I didn't give you the score. It is 69. There were two eagles by Sergio Garcia who connected both on the par fives, the 16th and the ninth holes, and you heard him talking about what he hit in the nine. There were, and here we're going to put a graphic up of this, at the 17th, there were 35 balls in the water at the par three seventeenth. For the day, the closest to the pin, one foot, seven inches, holes in one, shocking none, Birdies 30, par 79, bogey 17, doubles 13, other <clears throat> 9. Scoring average was 3.358. If I'm not mistaken, uh, that 11 that, that you heard from Benny on, four balls into the water. Dom actually sent me a text. He's saying, are you watching what Benny on is doing? Uh, 154 yards is what was left for Corey Connors in the par 4 14th when he holed out for Eagle. 43 was Rory's score in the back nine at TPC Sawgrass, his opening nine. That equals his worst start on the PGA Tour. All right, strokes gained leaders after the first round. If you're a Jordan Spieth fan, you'll like to hear this. Off the tee, off the tee. Remember now, Jordan, leading back to his good form, was having a lot of trouble with the driver, but he led strokes gain off the tee at 2.1. Tee to green was Matt Fitzpatrick at 6.7. Approach to the green was Sergio at 3.69. Around the green, again, Matt Fitzpatrick at 3.9. Putting was Billy Horschel at 5.1. Interesting. And total was Sergio Garcia at 8.8. Longest drive is Cameron Davis at 370 yards on the 14th hole. Longest putt was Brandon Grace. 65 feet, one inch at the fourth hole. The longest hole out you just heard was Corey Connors at the 14th, 146 yards. Most birdies was eight for Brian Harmon. Bogey free round, as you heard, was Tom Hoagie with a 69. And the hardest hole was the par four 18th that played to 4.4 with just 10 birdies, 38 bogeys, seven doubles, and five others. Ouch. Dom, what's going on in the leaderboard right now? Right now on the leaderboard, Sergio is still atop the leaderboard. He doesn't tee off until 1 o'clock this afternoon. He's 7 under par. Brian Harmon is 1 under through 4 holes. He started on the back 9, 6 under right now. Uh, Denny McCarthy also 1 under through 5 holes. Again, there's a lot of guys that that started early this morning. There is live coverage of the Players' Championship Round 2 right now on PGA Tour Live. Uh, Every shot live, in fact, and you can catch that on NBC Sports Gold. Uh, Denny McCarthy is at 4 under there, and that's tied for 3rd with a group of players. Uh, Shane Lowry's just through one hole. He's still four under. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Corey Connors, both four under. They're not teeing off until later this afternoon, 1.30-ish. 
Um, and then there's a big big crop of players at uh, three under par. But right now on the golf course, Dustin Johnson birdied his first hole, the tenth. He has reached the green in two, in good position on the eleventh on the par five. So he's in in position to easily back to back birdies. He's probably got about thirty five footer uh, for eagle. Um, but there's a lot of struggling this morning um, with those guys. Like if you're watching the featured groups. Uh, DeChambeau is hitting it all over the map. He had an iron into the uh, par 5 11th here, and he couldn't even reach the green. He, he missed the short and left. So he's, um, he's struggling a little bit this morning. Interesting. All right, we're going to keep you up to speed on what's going on this morning, but we're going to do a hard look back at what happened after round one, which, as you saw at the start of the show, we had the graphic up there that just said carnage. It was a very tough day, and it looks like that theme is continuing. We want to talk about what's going on with the weather when we come back and Tons of big names still to hear from. Rory McIlroy, yeah, Justin Thomas, Phil Mickelson, and more. All lies in store in the Fairways of Life show. PGATourSuperstore.com. When you get a chance, you can log on there and see all of the new products that are being introduced into the industry right now. They are coming into the store, so you can actually get a look at them. Maybe it's the new Sim 2 driver from TaylorMade that you want to see. Callaway's new driver, Titleist's new stuff, including... The new Pro V1 golf balls that are out there, Ping's G425, the new stuff from Titleist, the new Tour Edge 721 driver, they're all available to you. You can shop online safely at PGATourSuperstore.com. You can pick it up curbside if you please, or you can shop safely inside of their stores. Most important is that they are the number one golf retail in America for a reason, and it's because they are full of experts. Surround yourself with the very best so that the advice you get is the very best for you and your game. Back with more of the Fairways of Life show worldwide after this. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit French Lick TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip that's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. 
I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products. So I did. I came back and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also to have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers. But now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Hi, I'm Brian Hammonds. You country club members can now represent your club and compete in a Ryder Cup-style event. The inaugural Country Club National Championship presented by Fuzzy's Ultra Premium Vodka. It's October 12th through the 17th at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. The field is limited, so don't delay. For more information, go to ccncgolf.com. That's ccncgolf.com. I hope to see you and your team in Orlando. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show this Friday. We're not going to take up a lot of your time today. We're going to get in. We're going to get out. How about Brian Harmon opening with a five under par round? So for Brian Harmon, I mean, it, it's it's a type golf course where you really never can quit because odd things can happen, right? You know you're going to have a stretch like that at some point to where the ball bounces into the wrong spot, you miss a putt, you just barely miss a fairway, and, and have a it's just that's just part of the rub of this place. Um, so I knew I, I knew I was playing well. You know, I've I've prepared really well. I played well great in the practice round, so. I figured if I could just stay patient, but it, it is hard to stay patient when you get to, you know, like you, I make a couple birdies and I get to five and five's like impossible when we come through there. It's just into the wind and it's hard to hit that fairway. And, and, um, it's just, it's just a hard, it's a hard golf course and it, it'll, it'll eat you up if you let it. Did, did, did something maybe click a little bit at the turn though, to be able to uh, turn and play and shoot 31 in the, in the inward half? Well, I made a really good swing on seven. Um, or I made a good swing on eight and then made two really good swings on nine. And after I drove a well in 10, I felt like I could kind of turn it loose a little bit. And uh, that's kind of what happened. Did you look at any of the early scores, like anything going on early? I mean, it was playing very difficult. Well, I, I knew um, – I checked it, you know, kind of at breakfast this morning, and it started trending to kind of the over par. So I, but, I, I mean, you could – if you didn't know that it was going to play hard today after the last couple of days, then – weren't paying attention you didn't you didn't <laughs> <laughs> the greens the greens are firm the fairways are are hard to hit the rough is really really difficult it, it's i mean it's a it's hard golf course so it didn't change anything that you 
All right. So Brian Harmon, he's on the golf course right now, one under through four and six under one shot back currently alone in second place. Shane Lowry is amongst those tied for third at four under par. He's on the golf course as we speak as well. He has parred his first hole of the day at the par four tenth to stand on that mark of four under. Here is Shane, still the reigning champion golfer of the years after his opening round. Yeah, I was happy. I, um, you know, things have not been going great over the last few weeks, so uh, it's nice to go out there and shoot a decent score. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I, you know, I didn't do much different than I have been. Only hold a few putts to manage to go in, so it was quite nice. Um, difficult golf course. I watched a bit of the golf this morning, and I could see how difficult it was playing. And um, but that excites me. You know, that kind of gets me, uh, gets my juices flowing, and I, I like that type of golf. And look, I, I love this golf course. This is. Uh, this is one of the best we play. I and mean, when I arrived here, I missed a cut Bay Hill and arrived here on Sunday. And, you know, I came out and did a bit of practice. I couldn't believe the condition it was in. It's, uh, you know, one of the best conditioned golf courses I've ever seen. So credit to everyone involved. But, um, yeah, it's nice to be out there. You said you made some changes to your putting. What were any specific changes? Yeah, I changed my grip. I left hand low for my whole life. And I've gone right hand low this week. Um, I did it for a couple of rounds. I did it the final round of concession. I had the best putting round of my season so far. And I... Uh, I didn't do it last week. I kind of went back to left hand low and trying to figure it out that way. And, you know, I know I'm a good chipper and I know I've got good hands. So I kind of figured that if I can stand up and just put like how I chip and put with a bit more feel and kind of react to the line as opposed to trying to get everything so perfect. Um, it's nice. But look, <laughs> I know more than anyone. Today's only one day. So, you know, I'll, I'll not get ahead of myself. I kind of have to kind of relax and today behind me and keep going tomorrow and trying to as good a score. I can That's what I was going to say. Like you did it at a concession and then you went back to it. Did you think that was just kind of like an anomaly? Yeah, maybe, I was thinking maybe it's something that, uh, you know, plastering over. So, you know, it was kind of a quick fix more than anything. I felt like, you know, if I went back to left-hand low, I'd, I'd figure it out. But uh, I really struggled last week and had a really bad putting in the week last week. So I came here and, um, you know, it was good to have my coach Neil here and we decided that... Um, yeah, we change it, so um, it's worked today. I just hope that it works <laughs> for the next few days and the next few years. So you'll stick with that this week? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I look, I'll see how it goes, but it, it feels good, you know. It feels feels good, but it's, it, it's there's so much involved with it. It's not just standing up and stroking the putt. It's, it's a mental thing. It's, um, you know, everything involved and just allowing yourself to, to do it, allowing yourself to kind of free up and be able to do it. So um, just so much involved to this, uh, this game. It's... Um, it's tough at times, and you know, but I've never been one to kind of shy away from a challenge. So I'm, I'll go out tomorrow and choose as good a score I can, and hopefully uh, I'll be in a good position going into the weekend. You mentioned that you won. Uh, Shane Lowry after the first round. Uh, he parred his first hole again for today. He stands at four under par. He is amongst the group tied for third, currently three shots back of Sergio, who will be teeing off at 1 p.m. this afternoon. Now, tied for third. Yes, he's on the golf course right now. Dom is recounting the difficulty that Bryson DeChambeau started with. But for Bryson's round yesterday, he finished tied for sixth and three under par. Let's hear what his thoughts were after that. And I guess the first question for Bryson has to be, you know, you said you wanted to hit driver every place you could, but there's a lot of places at TPC Sawgrass that you can't. It gets kind of tight, kind of cramped in. Uh, not... Mm. Crampton's not the right word. I think um, dialed back is the right word for me. I have to be in certain areas. Uh, 16 is one of a one of the examples. It's it's not where I have to dial back. I can go at it pretty hard and 
lucky enough to have nine iron in there today. Um, you know, but for the most part, it's position golf. And, uh, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, I love position golf. That was one of my favorite things, favorite golf courses. Pete Dye was my favorite architect from that sense where he just made it where you got to be position A and, you know, hit it on the green, hit it close. Um, wasn't a bomber's paradise, but now I'm kind of liking a bomber's paradise a little bit more. Uh, but I will say it definitely tests every aspect of your game out here, and you have to be on point. My iron play was a lot better today than last week. Uh, driving was about the same, a little bit better. I felt a lot more comfortable off the tee. Mm. And uh, put it put it pretty decent, decent, not not great, but great, good enough, I guess you could say. And then it looked like you and Tim were discussing the club selection on eighteen. Was there ever a thought <laughs> of letting letting the big dog eat out there? Yeah, if you pull it, you're eating. Um, that's one of those things where I could hit four iron out there all day long and hit eight iron in and be okay. Um, that back flag, even you know, so it's a great strategy. I saw Tiger hit iron off the tee a couple years ago, and you know he's done pretty well here. And uh, I'd I'd follow what he's doing. <laughs> Bryson, what was your reaction when they told you about the internal OB on 18? Yeah, I understand it. I probably shouldn't have said anything. Um, you know, <laughs> knowing that now I won't ever, now now I won't ever say any lines that I'm taking anymore. But uh, that's okay. I mean, I understand it. I've got no no issues with it. I understand why, from a safety precaution reason, totally get it. Um, but I, I'm going to keep keep myself a little quiet next time for for lines that I'm trying to, to obtain. And how many drivers did you hit today? Oh, man. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, nine. Eight, nine drivers. I had a lot. Yeah. 100%? What? You hit any 100%? Oh, no. No. Can't. Not even 16? No. I mean, if I hit it as hard as I want to, I'm hitting it in the water. You used the driver nine times today. You said, mm-hmm. "Yeah." Uh, is it, when you look at when you look at the layout of this course, is it is it tough to resist the urge to be aggressive? Because mm-hmm. so, sometimes you do have to do that. Yeah, no, it, it tells me what to do. The golf course is is always telling me each and every day what I need to do to get it close to the hole or in the fairway. Um, you know, it really dictates what we do. Uh, I listen a lot to the golf course. It's funny enough I say that people think you know it's just stats stats and statistics but it's really a game time decision with the wind for the most part most of the time Roger you play with DJ a lot since he's been number one uh n- now when you play with him do you measure yourself against him as you're rising up in the world rankings mm. by height no, <laughs> no. I'm kidding because yeah, he's a lot taller yeah. <laughs> no I'm kidding no I I would say for the most part I look at some facets of his game and go mm-hmm. how can I improve and be like that mm-hmm. uh, and there's some parts where I feel like I, I I'm a little bit better but uh, mm-hmm. for the most part, he plays golf in a manner that allows him to win most consistently, and that's hopefully what I'm starting to do. And um, anything I can learn from DJ is, is greatly appreciated and, and taken note of as well out there. Well, we'll see with Bryson. He's currently two under par. He's one over through two today. He had a double bogey at his opening hole, the par four tenth, but he did birdie the par five eleventh to work his way back to just one over. And again, two under for the championship. He's currently tied for 10th. Lee Westwood, Patrick Reed, Steve Stricker, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Phil Mickelson, amongst the voices that you will hear on the Fairways of Life show still on this Friday. Stay with us. More coming up. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place... 
Would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw, sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It's green. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear, and where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Friday, Players Week, and play is underway as we speak. Sergio Garcia leading the way after a 7-under par 65 yesterday. He will tee off after lunch today, 1 p.m. Eastern time. He has a lead but one now over Brian Harmon, who is 1-under through 5, and he's reached the mark of 6-under par. A veteran campaigner, played very well last week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, finished only one shot behind Bryson DeChambeau was none other than Lee Westwood, and he's keeping the good times rolling. Lee Westwood finishing tied for six at three under par after he finished his opening round. And so I guess the place you pick up with Lee is you're playing pretty well. Can you keep it rolling? Um, Yeah, to a certain extent, yeah. Um, You know, obviously, I I built up a lot of confidence last week, and uh, this is somewhere where I played a lot and I played well before. Um, The key for me, really, coming in here is getting fresh again. Um, so I didn't do anything on Monday. Um, just to, played nine holes on Tuesday, nine holes Wednesday. Really, uh, you know, just trying to re-energize my body and uh, and be ready to go 100% this morning. 
some big big names with some big scores out there. Uh, Rory shot forty three on his first nine, which was the back. And um, is it is it just was the wind especially tricky, and the were the pins especially tricky? Well, I was writing the pins in my book last night, and I could see that there were a few uh, smelly ones out there. I was like, seen too many of these on a Thursday before, and uh, to be honest, when we went out first thing this morning, there wasn't a lot of wind for the first sort of nine, ten holes for sure, and the greens. There was still a bit of moisture in them, so that's the easiest scoring conditions are going to be, certainly today, and you'd think all week, so uh, it'll just dry out. And uh, uh, I tried to, just tried to make the most of that. Um, no, I played solid. I had 17 greens in regulation. I putted nicely. Um, you know, even if you're on some of these greens, it's not easy to still make pass. So you had to be uh, conservative in places, smart, play smart golf, strategic golf, and uh, that's what I tried to do. And pick up the odd shot, hit a lot of fairways as well, so you can attack a few flags. All right, uh, Lee Westwood, after a three-under-par effort, had him tied for sixth after the first round. One shot further drift, tied for 12th after round one, would be Patrick Reed. Reed spoke to the nuances of this golf course and what you have to work on to keep it rolling. Uh, it was okay. Um... Obviously, got off to a good start. Hit fairway on one and uh, hit a good wedge shot. But uh, you know, seven out of ten with driver, one out of four hitting fairways with something less than driver. And when you're hitting something less than driver, you got to hit the fairway, especially on those holes. And uh, yeah, so with that being said, just go out and kind of fine tune a couple of things in the swing and just kind of lock it in. And uh, you know, when you play from fairways here, you can attack. But the the par fives have played horribly. Um, you know, the crazy thing is. The two that I made a mess of, I played from the fairway. And, uh, you know, stuff like that that I just need to tighten up. Uh, when you're in the fairway, especially on some of these par fives, you have to, you have to take advantage of them. And, uh, you know, I was having to scramble, it seemed like, after putting the ball in the fairway on those two holes. So I'm going to go back, just kind of see where the pins are going to be tomorrow and, uh, you know, assess kind of my game plan and go out and attack it. I know this isn't the first week with fans, but does it feel different because of this being the anniversary and there's a couple more probably? Oh, no, it definitely does. It's awesome to have them back. Uh, I know we're not at full strength yet with fans, but just to have them back, have you know the cheers going, have uh, you know, just have people out there, it's nice because you know, whether you hit a good shot, whether you hit a poor shot, they're either there picking you up or they're there cheering you on. And, uh, you know, it's always nice to go out there and uh, – you know, hit a good golf shot and, and give the fans something really to, to watch and, and something to cheer about. All right, so Patrick Reed, who's on the golf course right now. Uh, Dom, I know you're continuing to follow this group, but what is happening with Jordan? What's happening with Patrick at, the, at this hour? They are on the par three right now, and uh, they're Patrick Reed just missed a very long birdie attempt. He's going to tap in for par. Uh, John Rahm is putting from a distance right now, and Jordan Spieth will be putting Coming up uh, after that, he is two under par right now. Uh, John Rahm's birdie putt is on the way. Missed it way right. That was clearly a misread. That's there on the par three thirteenth right now. Got Just it. a quick leaderboard update. No changes at the top of the leaderboard. Shane Lowry's through two holes now. He's four under par. Brian Harmon is still one under. Now he's through six. He's six under par. And they're all still chasing Sergio Garcia, who is seven under par, and tees off at one o'clock. All right, amazing story yesterday that emerged with Steve Stricker at 54 years old, finished round one, tied for 12th in the mark of two under par. But for Steve, he knew where he stood as an alternate, but he was so far down the list, he didn't think it was likely that he would get in. He got in. Now he had to get to Naples 
up to Ponte Vedra, and he got that done too. Well, it started yesterday because I, you know, I knew I was second alternate yesterday, and I knew Justin Rose wasn't feeling so good, and I heard Harry English was uh, had a little bit of a back problem. So I, I started to plan yesterday, and I, I, uh, I found a, uh, a local guy down in Naples, Florida, that I could use his plane uh, kind of at the spur spur of the moment kind of deal, and um, the tour was keeping me up to speed, and then I get a call. At, I'm laying in bed this morning at 6.45, just kind of uh, woken up, and um, they said that you are now the first alternate. And I'm like, well, I'm coming. And because I knew Rosie wasn't, you know, doing so well. He hadn't even hit a ball from what I understand. So um, they scrambled the pilots together, and I, I actually got in the air at about 8.30, quarter to 9. Got here at, uh, I think, about 9.35 I landed, straight to the testing center and um, tested. And I was actually out here a couple hours ahead of time, before the tea time, and uh, just went to the back of the range, waited for my test to come back negative and hit some balls, tried to, you know, get my bearings and uh, putt, chip, do all the little stuff. When did you hook up with Eric Larson? When did that happen? This morning. Um, still laying in bed in, in bed <laughs> I, uh, he had he had called me and he was keeping me kind of up to speed on Harry as well and um, I'm like well E do you want to just stick around and caddy for me I've, I've used him before as a caddy and we get along great a fellow Wisconsinite uh, just a good guy and um, he's like heck yeah and Harry was there on the other end he's like go for it so it worked out great it wasn't you know, someone else I had to bring in. You know, my wife wanted to come, but we still have my little daughter and a friend. And, you know, it was just going to take too much to get her here. And, and it's just one less person to get tested. So it, it worked out really well. How long did it take you to fly from Naples to here? It was, uh, you know, about a 45, 50-minute flight. Did you think, man, I'm early. Maybe I should just go back to Naples and <laughs> get a, bit, a bigger breakfast? No, well, that yeah. Eric, he gave me some breakfast out in the parking lot and... Um, you know, I wasn't able to go inside until my test came back negative. So, anyways, I, I was just happy to get the call. I was excited to be here and excited to come. At you know, all week long. You know, I started at the fifth alternate um, at the end of last week, uh, and then Brooks withdrew, so I moved up. And then John Huh, I get the guy I really need to thank is like John Huh. I mean, he he uh, took his name off that alternate list, uh, and he was one. I think one or two guys in front of me. So. I wouldn't have gotten in um, if he if he would have decided to play. So, yeah, never thought I'd be here, but excited to be here. All right, so Jordan Spieth converted his par, but he remains in the mark of two under par. That's currently five shots back. Two under par was where he finished yesterday. Same position as Steve Strick. You just heard from tied for 12th then. Let's find out what Jordan was thinking after. I think I hit 12 of 14 fairways out here, and I pulled driver around the place, so... Um... I don't know if I've ever done that here. Uh, so from the spots I was playing uh, and the shots I hit into greens midair, I would have said, you know, I should have shot lower. But at the beginning of the day, I would have certainly signed for 70. So it's kind of a – I feel really good about today um, overall uh, as far as if I'm con- continuing down the path of kind of the way things felt today, I feel like, um, you know, lower scores could come from it, which is which is really nice around this track. It's been a lot of trust the last – few months it's been a a big motto for you how much does this 
golf course kind of a, a litmus test for that to see how, yeah. how how much you're feeling it between last week and this week very much so uh you know riviera you know there's very few hazards so it's a little easier when you're going to miss in a bunker than if you're going to miss in the water um even and so um last week was actually a, i think a good building block for me i felt like on sunday i played some awesome golf and just kind of ran out of steam and just didn't make you know a few putts at the end that could have been a difference maker um but i wouldn't have traded the way i played any of the shots or hit any of the putts either so um i thought last week was a good test for this week i'm glad that you know i had played when i went out today uh i was able to trust some shots that i had to build trust on last week shots like 18 here where i started down the left side playing a nice little um fade that held straight versus uh versus trying to just kind of hope that i'm drawing it into the fairway so um it this florida swing is very very challenging and and you have to trust and play boldly but you also have to you know get a few breaks too so um you know i'm i'm looking forward to getting out tomorrow on a little bit smoother surfaces in the morning and hopefully roll a few more putts in this is a place where historically you've struggled over the last few years yeah. does a round like this speak to the fact that those incremental gains are really starting to to add up in a positive direction for you yeah i mean i you know i've come in here playing poorly and played poorly but i've come in here after winning the masters and missed the cut and in that stretch, I was playing great golf wherever I was going. So uh, I've learned a lot. Um, I thought I learned a lot in the past, gone out to the course and just not use that um, course knowledge to my advantage, uh, which is essentially you have to play this course almost like a U.S. Open venue. If you don't get a perfect number with the right wind, you just can't attack, even if it's a wedge, um, and just wait for your spots and take advantage of the par fives. I mean, that's, that's how I'm supposed to play this place. And I did a great job of that today for the most part. Um, and that's going to be the game plan going forward for sure. Jordan, I know this isn't the first week back with fans, but what did you miss most about them being gone? Uh, definitely not the <laughs> definitely not the, the drunken yells. You know, and the, the follow-up the was going to be, what didn't the, you miss? So I guess yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the energy. I mean, it's just it's different, right? I mean – I'm sure if you ask anybody that plays a different that, that plays a, a team sport professionally, they'd say even more so than than for us golfing. It's quiet when we're hitting versus a crowds having an impact. But it's definitely a different energy out here. It's a different um, you know the momentum. I mean, you start to you start to really feel like you can get into a round. Like the fans are kind of with you, willing putts in that kind of stuff. Um, certainly, scientifically, that doesn't make a difference, but. Uh, it's just kind of how you feel. You just get more excited. You get more into it. And uh, golf needs fans. And uh, and I think the fans out here are about as good as anywhere in the world. I mean, we normally pack a lot of people. And today, this afternoon, there were, you know, probably more people here today, I think, than than there were at any other event so far this year, including the weekend last weekend in Phoenix. So um, it felt very, very normal. I mean, the difference in 10 and 40,000 in your group, you don't really feel that difference until you get to the last few holes. But um, so it felt like just back to normal um, inside the ropes for us. And I think that players in general really, really enjoy that. Jordan Spieth is still playing some good golf. Just hit a great tee shot on the 14th. He started on the back nine, split the fairway with that one. What of the trials and tribulations of Justin Thomas? Didn't start out too well. He did finish well enough, though, that he finished on one under par. So for Justin Thomas, I guess 
the first question you have to ask is the course was playing so tough in the opening round. What was it this year that made it that tough? Seemed like same old sawgrass to me, but at the same time, the scores are a lot higher, so clearly it isn't. Uh, the the wind is definitely there, especially finishing the round, but it's the same direction at least we've had the last couple of days. Hard part is, at least I think, there's a lot of a lot of cross wind holes that, that are like straight across or a lot of straight in or straight down to where if it kind of bounces one way or the other, you know, it gets a little bit north-northeast versus just east, uh, you know, it can be off of one direction or it can be a little hurt versus a little help if it's crossed. And, and it's really just about timing that right and, and committing to it. Um, in terms of myself, I mean, I, I, I drove it very, very, very mediocre, I thought, today, but it was a pretty consistent miss to the right. So uh, hopefully after lunch, just go figure that out. When you, Justin, when you get a course that can throw some big numbers at you at any moment, but also give you birdie chances on almost every hole, is it easier not to want to quit if you get off to a bad start? Yeah. I'm loose with the word quit, obviously. Absolutely. But. It's, uh, I know I've been fortunate to have a couple really good rounds out here, and I know that you can go really, really low. You can make a lot of birdies. Um, I mean, the, the greens are still very soft. I mean, the fairways are soft. Uh, it's just about, but the rough is very, it's the longest I've seen it. Uh, the pins were, I thought, very difficult today for a Thursday. So um, it's really just about getting the ball in play, like you said. And, and I do know, although I, for some reason, have struggled starting off that back nine and, and past, uh, I know that I've, I've played that front nine well before. So just kind of stay patient and hope you get on one of those runs. Why, why do you think they hammered you with the pins today? Uh, probably because they weren't really too excited about how low the scores have been the last two years. <laughs> but it's in March. I mean, you can't really do much about it being soft. Justin, you... 17 playing so much harder today. 17? Uh, it played really, really short. I mean, it's it, that green is substantially firmer than the rest of them, I would say. Um, I mean, I had a, you know, I had a five iron on, on two today that rolled out probably eight paces, and then, then I had a pitching wedge in that hole that rolled out like six. So that, it doesn't add up, and they've, they're very consistent over the course except for that hole. Just It always is a little bit firmer for, um, I would say, obvious reasons, but um, it, especially up there on top, you know, where it, you have the gradual upslope that you know if you landed into it, as soft as it is, it's going to rip back, but then you want to land it up top with the helping breeze, you know, you get it up in the air or a little bit of adrenaline with fans out here now, you can land it pin high and one hop in the water like I did. Justin, hey, you were talking to, to us the other day about, you know, trying not to press too much a little mm-hmm. bit, to try to, you know, to, to kind of regain your, your mojo a little bit. What is the trick to that? And do you feel like, you know, around today where you didn't have it completely but you still kept it under par is, is a good start to kind of get that momentum going? Yeah, it's, it's getting closer. I mean, I'm still... I'm still emotional on the course a little bit more so than I'd like. I mean, I just am having still some thoughts in my head that I don't usually have when I'm playing well. It's just, you know, it, it's it's like a lot, not anger, but it's just like uh, you just want to, like, yell, you know. It's, it's it's nothing that you want to do that's overly bad, but it's just like it's, you know, I just keep keep missing that driver to the right and leaving the club face open, and it's just like, why will you not just start the ball left if you're trying to cut it, so... It's stuff like that, that that's frustrating, but um, it is. I mean, I'm getting closer. I'm getting better. I mean, I've been trying to do all I can to stay patient, but um, this game can be so hard like that and, and grueling. And, I mean, it's only been a, a rough couple months, but, um, you know, it feels like an eternity. So it's just really about realizing that I, I, can't, I can't control what I can't control. I can only do something about what I can, and that's uh, my mentality and, and how well I can play.
Wow, was that fascinating, that final comment there from uh, Justin. He's one under par, finished tied for 26 after the opening round. He won't be teeing off till this afternoon, 12.49 p.m. Eastern time is his tee time. Also teeing off this afternoon at 12.27 will be Phil Mickelson, and he'll be starting on the same mark of one under par. So for Phil, I guess the place to start is to assess the golf course, assess the round, what was in round one. Hey, I've always uh, felt the course was very fair. It was very penalizing for bad shots, and I've seen a lot of that here. And it's also rewarding on a lot of good shots and that you can can make birdies on on some of the holes. But um, I I thought there were some very difficult pin placements, and so I thought any round under par was a pretty good round. You feel like you're flying under the radar a little bit coming into this week? <clears throat> yeah, well, I haven't played well in a long time. And um, although I felt like it's close, I haven't been scoring. And to uh, finally shoot a decent number, and, uh, you know, that feels good, and I'll try to build off of that. But uh, the parts have felt like they've been there, but I haven't been scoring. So to get off to a good start is nice. Can you put your, your finger on why the scores aren't, aren't, aren't there, you know, as you've been starting to play better? Um, very repellent pins. I mean, every it just goes away, all, all sides of it. I mean, if you look at the pin on 13, and you look at the pin on 14, and you look at the pin on 12, like, there's no place to really land it and get it close. So they're very repellent pins, and then you have wind, and it's a hard course. But, um, the you know, like I say, though, if you hit really good shots, it gets rewarded. The greens are soft. I, I thought, I, I like it. I like the challenge of this course because... It really, you can be rewarded with birdie on some holes and you get really penalized. And I've seen, like I said, I've seen the other side of it quite a bit. I've just, I meant more in general when you say, you you know, you you feel it coming around a little bit, but you haven't had the scores, the numbers haven't been there. Can you, you know. Little things, short game hasn't been uh, as sharp, um, haven't putted as well. My iron play hasn't been quite as good, Uh, but it hasn't felt far off, but I just haven't like put it together. And so, uh, you know, my whole thing is to just try to shoot a number, just try to score and not really worry about, about uh, the, the technical side right now. Phil, just wondered what you thought about dropping out of the top 100 for the first time in forever. Is it any motivation there? Or, I mean, do you, do you, do you appreciate the long run at all after that? I, I really haven't thought about it, to be honest, Bob. I just, I mean, it's a, it was a cool run i was there in top 50 for a long time top 100 i haven't played well lately and i just want to play well it just feels good to play good golf and there's nothing physically inhibiting me from playing good golf i've uh been mentally making the game harder than it is and uh, i just need to fix that you know just think a little bit better Phil Mickelson, too cool for school. At one under par, he'll be teeing off after lunch this afternoon. Sergio Garcia is leading the way. He is seven under after his opening round of 65. He will tee off at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Today has a one-shot lead currently over Brian Harmon, who is one under after six holes played. He has a three-shot lead over multiple players and four under par. McCarthy, Lowry, Fitzpatrick, and Connors all on the mark of four under par. All right, before we say goodbye this morning, Dom, let's go over some of the air times. Let's start with the network coverage of the players and when you can see it, where you can see it. It starts with Golf Channel this afternoon at noon Eastern time. On the weekend, it will be NBC at 1 p.m. Eastern time. What do we have, Dom, in terms of uh, PGA Tour Live, which you mentioned is on right now, and PGA Tour Radio? Uh, PGA Tour Live 
basically starts right now. It's on right now. You can watch every shot live um, every day through the weekend on NBC Sports Gold, which is fantastic. And then you can see there on the TV screen, PGA Tour Radio starts at 11 o'clock this morning and at noon over the weekend. And if you haven't, I would highly recommend checking out PGA Tour Live's Every Shot Live. They're using 90-some-odd cameras, 60-some-odd staff. It's a groundbreaking endeavor. It's absolutely fascinating. It's so much fun to watch. You can watch whatever group you want on the golf course. It's, I, I call it a la carte. Matt calls it a buffet. You literally you scroll down. You pick the group you want to watch. You hit a play button. Boom. You watch them. Every shot. It's really incredible stuff. I watched the featured group coverage. I actually have featured group coverage on here in the studio. I did not watch any of the dedicated player coverage. Did you see any of it yesterday? And what is that experience like? I did. I watched actually several hours of dedicated coverage. Um, it's really cool. I, I really enjoy a couple things. The first is you can watch what you want to watch by tracking the leaderboard. So if you see someone's made back-to-back birdies, whoever it is, you can go to that person's group and just see, all that, see how they're doing, see what's working for them, see what if they've got confidence, watch them play a hole or two. And then you can switch back to your buddy or your friend or this guy that you love watching and watch their round. And the other aspect of it that I really enjoy is it's impossible for them, of course, understandably so, for them to have announcers, if you will, on every one of these groups. So basically it's nat sound, natural sound of whatever the group is you're following. So you're, you're hearing the strike of the ball. You're hearing a lot, a lot of player caddy conversation. And you sometimes you can pick up what they're saying, kind of going, walking to and from, talking to each other. Um, but it's really fascinating to watch the the round of golf in its raw nature. So I'm really enjoying that. I, again, it's it, you need to check it out. If you have not, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't watched it, if um, if you're not sure about it, give it a shot. It's really cool. PGATourLive.com will have all the information you need. All right, and it's uh, Don mentioned distributed to, by NBC Sports Gold through the balance of 2021. Then it shifts to ESPN Plus, I believe starting in 22. All right. Hottest round on the golf course right now amongst the leaders is Dustin Johnson. He is three under through four holes played this morning. He's reached two under for the championship and got himself inside of the top 10 currently tied for ninth. Hope you guys enjoy the coverage of the players throughout the day today and the weekend. If we're spare, we'll be back with you again on Monday to recap everything that took place at this championship. Until then, goodbye for now.